spring cleaning is really just a moment and a reminder to reflect and refresh and prepare yourself for a new season in your life. Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the KonMari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified KonMari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. Today is the first day of spring. This time of year, American households tend to focus their attention on giving their home a deep clean. How does this ritual align with your tidying event? And what's the difference between cleaning and tidying? Today, we'll share tips on keeping your home tidy and clean year-round so you can spend more time outdoors enjoying the season rather than indoors addressing the dirt. But first, it's time for a joy check. What's sparking joy for you today, Karen? Well, so I have a new toy. Um, I am a coffee drinker in the morning, but I really hate huge coffee makers. I just think they take up too much room and I've just never seen one that I really love. Um, I know they're very convenient and I've certainly have, you know, had many of them in my life, but recently I discovered this amazing thing called a Chemex. And basically what it is, it's, um, a filter drip poor drip um, coffee maker. And basically it is the most manual, most um, simple thing ever. It is a glass carafe that almost looks like a beaker, except it's kind of wide at the top, it narrows, and then it turns into a pot. Around the neck where it's narrow, there is this wooden collar. And that the whole idea is that you take these beautiful paper filters that kind of look like origami and you set this filter on top of the, the Chemex. You put your coffee in it and it has to be a special kind of coffee that's ground to this exact specification. And then you just pour hot water over it and let the hot water make the coffee and it seeps down into the pot and it is just beautiful and amazing and ridiculously simple and I just love it. So, so it sounds like a silly thing, but it's just, um, it's made coffee making, uh, a real joy. It takes a little longer and, um, it, there's a little bit more, uh, back and forth and, you know, things that I have to do to make it, but maybe that's part of why I like it so much. It just really seems like, um, kind of a neat way to make coffee. So I have been enjoying my new coffee maker and that has been sparking joy for me lately. And what about you, Kristen? <laughs> well, I did finally complete the moving process. Hey, I'm so excited. I probably could officially say today that I have 100% moved in and not only moved in, but put everything in its designated place and hung everything on the walls and hung everything, you know, from the ceiling that I needed to hang, light fixtures, everything is complete. I gave myself about a week to finish all of these projects. Uh, of course, that turned into two weeks as it always does. Sure. <laughs> but I can say that my, even though it was a longer process than I anticipated, my 
my home is really showing me that, you know, and clicking, everything is clicking into place uh, and inviting me, my things in to stay, yeah. that I know that I found the right place. Um, not only because my home is sparking joy, just the natural light, the vintage character, just every the layout, everything about it is sparking joy, but also my building, um, the people that I've met already and, and are sparking joy, my community, my neighborhood. I've essentially moved from Lakeview uh, in Chicago to Wicker Park. And so I really feel like this is now the new home of Studio Tidy. That's what I call the headquarters of <laughs> For the Love of Tidy. And uh, I'm just like really pleased with my decision. And I really feel like I found my tribe and I found uh, my home. So I've, I've now, after two years of living in Chicago, really feel settled in and like really have a good sense of place. Well, congratulations on your new home and moving is never fun, but it sounds like it was exactly the right thing for you to do. So that's awesome. I'm really, yes. really happy to hear that. I tried to focus on the joy. Uh, there was some challenging moments, of course, but yeah. it, it all led back to just the moment where I could finally take a breath, like, oh, I'm done. Okay. Now I can move on. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, so now that we've sparked some joy, let's talk about tidying versus cleaning. Yes, we should probably start by clarifying the difference between tidying and cleaning. The words tidying and cleaning are often used synonymously, but they are two completely different activities. Tidying addresses objects while cleaning addresses dirt. So both are aimed at making a room look clean, but tidying means moving objects and putting them away, while cleaning requires wiping and sweeping and taking care of dirt. So by tidying, you're confronting yourself, and by cleaning, you're confronting nature. I feel so strongly about, you know, really clarifying the difference between the two that I actually have built this language into my work agreement so my clients understand the scope of my services and understand that there really is a difference there. And of course, it's easier to clean your home when it's already tidy. Those two things just really kind of go hand in hand. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. A deep cleaning requires that you gain access to all of the nooks and crannies and those hard to reach areas and clean them and take the time to do it. And sometimes it can be a really long time consuming process because a lot of those out of the way places are places where clutter likes to get and block so that you're, when you're doing a really deep cleaning, you're oftentimes spending, um, a lot of time and effort moving things around to get to those corners and everything. In KonMari, of course, um, we talk a lot about this idea of having uh, flat surfaces um, uh, available and clean. So you might remember um, Marie talking about that um, flat surfaces should not be used for storage and that things should be um, put away. So when you're done using something that normally you might keep on the countertop. In Kanmari, the idea is to try to find it a permanent home away, um, whether it's in a cabinet or in a drawer, but, you know, a place where you have intentionally placed it because that's where that item is, um, will bring you the most joy. Well, well, the place where that item is used the most is the most handy and convenient and just where it fits into the rest of your home. So that means then that your countertops and your 
your um, surfaces. And a lot of those areas that might have been cluttered in the past are now clean and beautiful and are easy to to clean with just a, a quick swipe or a wipe. Exactly. And I actually have a lot of clients who employ regular cleaning services. Therefore, a lot of um, folks who are quite pleased when I come around and helps with the placement of objects um, because it just makes their job of cleaning quite easy. That's just another example of how they're really closely tied. Uh, I know a lot of my clients also try to tidy before I arrive. Uh, (laughs) I'm sure you've experienced this as well, Karen. Yes. We actually ask them not to because we want to see exactly how you experience the space so that we can best help you. And the tidying process gets quite chaotic quite quickly. So any work that's done ahead of time is kind of usually undone uh, an hour or two after we get there. So, um, yeah, so they are hand in hand and uh, connected for me, on the other hand, I had a cleaning person for years. I mean, and mostly I had a cleaning person because the, the, the task of getting everything clean was so overwhelming that it was just easier for me to just let somebody else do it. Um, and, and it had a large, it had a great deal to do with the amount of, of clutter that I had everywhere. It just seemed like a really overwhelming task. And so I had a cleaning lady for, for years and, um, that was fine. It was great. It was very nice. But I found after Kanmai, I really didn't need a cleaning person anymore. And I, since Kanmai, I've actually not used anyone. It just seems very easy to keep the house clean on my own without very much effort. So I just have been able to let that, that, that service go. I don't know if I've let it go forever, but for now, I just don't really feel like I need to have somebody doing that for me. So that's kind of a, been a really nice benefit of of having things tidy. Yeah, that's a huge benefit. And now your your home is supporting your financial slice of your life pie, right? Yeah. Uh, because you were able to let that service go. So there's really a great deal of impact and, and bonus in the fact that you're t- handling the tidying in order to make that cleaning effort easier. Well, and not only that, but it's also fun. I mean, it's sure. like, it used to be such a, a, you know, just a horrendous task. And now it's like actually pleasant and kind of fun to do. So I don't mind it at all. That's great. The really cool thing about decluttering is that it also exposes areas of your home in need of attention. The process lifts the spirit of the home by waking up dormant items that haven't really received a lot of attention. Um, and it also, at the same process, lifts dust and uh, anything that's covering parts of your home that you haven't really engaged with in a while. So a lot of our clients actually notice a lot of unfinished projects that are exposed in areas of the home in need of attention. So once the dust is literally settled and uh, you've removed any noise, so anything that doesn't spark joy from the home, then that process also makes cleaning and also making some repairs much easier. And Marie Kondo suggested that spring is actually a great time to take care of all of those little things that um, just kind of appear as a result of living in your house. In fact, she has this great quote and says, little things like a creaky door, stained stone countertops, 
fingerprints and scratches on the wall, and chips on furniture can contribute to a larger sense of frustration when you use and look at these elements of your home on a daily basis. Take the time to oil doors, wipe away marks, and touch up what has been on the back of your mind. Yes, and Marie has some other tips uh, that connect KonMari and cleaning, and we'll make sure to link that article in the show notes for you if you need a little bit more detail. But the thing is, I really don't understand. We have such a strong focus on this whole idea of spring cleaning. Because spring reminds me of just fun, sun, getting outdoors, right? And the act of cleaning is really an inside job and prevents us from kind of, you know, experiencing those outdoor activities. Marie Kondo also mentions that cleaning is not the ends, only the means to reflect on your home and what you want for it. But if you must spring clean, it's important to get the task done as efficiently as possible, of course, to avoid missing out on opportunities to have fun in the sun. So similar to how we waste time looking for things we can't find, we can also get really trapped in cleaning things that aren't really relevant or in alignment with our ideal lifestyle and ideal living environment. So we here at SparkJoy really suggest highly suggest that you tidy first before you spring clean. And this can help you avoid uh, any common pitfalls and really stay tidy and clean once and for all. You're absolutely right. It doesn't make much sense that right at the beginning of the time that the weather starts getting nice, you make this huge plan to do a big project inside. So um, that's a really great point. Exactly. Especially in a climate like we have here in Chicago, where uh, we have long winters and they're quite intense. Uh, so when the, even the sun peaks out just a little bit, <laughs> like it has recently, everybody's ready to get outside. So uh, we just highly encourage that you're as efficient as possible when it comes to tidying and cleaning. Another big task that a lot of people associate with spring cleaning is changing out your winter clothes for your spring clothes. You know, pulling all those winter clothes out of the coat closet and out of the sweaters, out of the drawers and putting them all away and bringing out all of your lighter spring clothes. But in the life-changing magic of tidying up, Marie Kondo talks a lot about this idea, if possible, to have all of your clothes visible year-round, everything. Instead of putting things away that you keep them, you keep them in your closets and in your doors. And this kind of stems from this, this, um, this cultural difference. And in, in Japanese homes, a lot of times there's just one big wardrobe and there's not, there's not all of the places that we tend to have in American homes to, to hide these things away. So in, in, in that culture, in a lot of, in a lot of ways, it's really a necessity to have those things out. Um, and of course, we have a much different situation here. But still, there's a lot to be said for this idea of not putting your clothes into hibernation. Yeah, this is a perfect example of how a KonMari guideline may not spark joy for you. But it doesn't necessarily mean that if you do bend the rules a little bit here, that your entire experience will crumble. Uh, we've talked about this in past episodes. Uh, this is something that you would have to customize to your particular situation. So if you happen to have um, uh, a hall closet, for example, or attic space or basement, uh, 
and and you you feel like you have the storage to switch out things seasonally or if you just visually don't like to see your winter clothes and your summer clothes uh next to each other or something about that drags you down or doesn't spark joy for you then we uh encourage you to make the exception in here uh but I will highly suggest just trying it Marie's way <laughs> right <laughs> just for a little while and just to see how it goes the the great thing about really having everything in one closet out uh, and about or in in your drawers from all seasons is that uh it's a boundary thing so uh it it's great for those who are trying to be a little bit more diligent about the quantity of clothing that they're trying to keep. I know I love just seeing everything in one closet because I know that opens up other closets for other things. My office closet only has a couple of coats in it at the moment because everything else fits into my um, my bedroom closet. So I will highly suggest that if the number of clothes that you land on based on your tidying event um, does deem it possible for you to store all clothes in one particular closet or space that you try it out. See how it goes. If it doesn't work for you, ultimately, it's not the end of the world. You can revert back to moving things around a bit and ultimately land on what sparks joy for you. This is definitely something that was a, another huge change for me as far as this kind of an activity in my own life after Kanmai. I, living in New York City, like so many other people here, have a storage locker. And in that storage locker, every single year, well, twice a year, I would traipse down with all of my seasonal clothes and swap them out, drag all of the you know, the opposite season's clothes back home, put them all away, and then, you know, generally not wear half of the things that I had been lugging back and forth. So after KonMari and after I had pared down all of the clothes to what appears to be my click point, everything fit in the closet, and I don't have to do that anymore. Um, the, all the coats are in the coat closet. All of the sweaters stay where they stay. And... Everything has a home, and I don't have to do that back and forth, pulling things out. It was such a chore. It was just really a pain. And the thing is, is that um, just as Marie suggests, not having those things in front of my face made it very easy for me to not not only um, not understand how many things I had and what things that I had, but I really couldn't appreciate them. And it's really not very nice if you're thinking along these lines of showing appreciation for clothes that we pack them up in these bags and shove them into a dark um in the dark corners for the season so i have to say that that's one thing that's really changed a lot and i i really do feel like i appreciate things better because i can see them year round while we're on the topic of clothing actually there's something that i've tweaked recently i used to make sure that what i call my goal clothes a couple of pieces that i've kept because i know i have some health goals and nutrition goals that will eventually get me to a point where i can wear them and they'll spark joy again in that sense i've kept those goal clothes out typically and uh in the front of my closet 
because I want to remind myself that they do make me happy, even though they don't fit quite yet. And I'm working towards the goal. But with my new closet situation, I felt like I needed to pack them away. So my compromise was that I bought a very nice cloth bag and I'll link it in the show notes because I I really, it has like a little bit of structure, but it's really breathable. And I've carefully folded very respectfully each goal item and placed it in this um, compact um, bag slash box. And this uh, box is now in the base of my closet. So I can't see it, but I know that all of my clothes are protected and I'm actively working on uh, my lifestyle goals. I love the idea of goal clothes or aspirational clothes. Um, and I think that would be a great topic for um, a podcast sometime in the future. Definitely. Yeah, I know we have a couple of um, guests that we are considering having on our show to talk more about clothing. So we'll bring this up in future episodes, um, some specialists on minimalism and capsule wardrobes and kind of quality versus quantity, that whole idea. <laughs> so uh, we'll definitely be revisiting that as well. Great. So now we're going to just share a few tips that we have for making the most of this springtime cleaning. Opening up your home, your windows, your shades, your patio, whatever's appropriate, and letting just the air come in and just sweet freshness throughout your home is really important. I encourage that you actually do this during a home greeting moment uh, to remind everyone the KonMari home greeting is just a moment of mindfulness where you you kneel down and just connect with your home. Take a minute. It can be as little as just literally a minute, 60 seconds, or maybe even longer, 15 minutes, where you just kind of um, think about your home, appreciate your home, express gratitude and really immerse your senses in stillness. And so how great would that be with, you know, the sun beaming through the windows and the fresh air coming through? I think I'm going to start doing this like the first day of spring every year, as long as it's warm enough here in Chicago to open the windows. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that's a um, great way to kind of jumpstart your springtime cleaning. Also, tidying before you clean, we mentioned that in the show, definitely want to have the goal of surrounding yourself and making room for joy. Spring is the perfect time to plan or begin your Kanmari tidying event. And by planning, we mean looking at your schedule, your time, seeing if you have three to five hours to dedicate to uh, one Kanmari category, for example, to jumpstart your tidying event or even plan out multiple days where you could uh, tidy. They don't have to be in a row. They can be uh, once a week or once every two weeks. It's a great time to start focus on tidings. That effort can be complemented by your actual spring deep clean. Another great tip is this idea that that action breeds motivation. In other words, once you get started doing something, 
continuing that activity becomes even easier. A lot of times it seems that we put so much effort into avoiding or delaying taking a positive action, such as cleaning or even starting your, your tidying um, festival, that the energy that we put into that is far greater than, than the energy just to get started. So we really suggest that you take a look at what might be holding you back, write it down. What is keeping you from starting this today? You'll probably find that it's not anything that, that a little um, action won't cure. So we highly recommend that you put a date on the calendar, you put time in the calendar, three to five hours, and um, and just set that as the time that you're going to get started. Take those first steps toward cleaning or tidying, and it really begins to build on itself. And another great tip is at the end of your task, so whether it's tidying or cleaning, once you've completed a task, give yourself a reward, whether that is just taking a few minutes um, to reflect upon your accomplishment or an actual tangible award, um, such as a treat or, you know, doing something positive for yourself, um, you know, make that part of the, the actual activity. Sometimes it's a lot easier to do something if you know at the end of it you have something special planned. Yes, the beautiful thing about tidying and tidying within your personal space is that clutter is finite. There is a start and a finish to this process. And really, it it truly is an event, a celebration, a way to honor the home. And if you wait around until you're motivated to clean or tidy, unfortunately, that day might never come. So I like to follow the suggestions of the thought leader, Mel Robbins, actually, in this case. She has this rule called the five second rule. And it's really simple. Whenever you wake up in the morning and you want to jumpstart your day instead of hitting snooze, or you find yourself procrastinating on something and ruminating on whether or not you're going to start working on a project or cleaning or tidying, you can just simply count down five, four, three, two, one. And when you hit, when you hit one, you immediately launch just like a rocket into whatever you need to do. And it doesn't, you don't need to eat an elephant. You just can start with one small step towards tidying, maybe just taking out your calendar and figuring out what time uh, you have to devote to, to tidying or taking a moment to start to um, plan your vision of your ideal lifestyle or living environment. Those little tiny steps will help you actually get motivated rather than waiting around for that moment to come. I think for both of us, we can both attest to the fact that for our clients, getting started is by far the hardest part. For sure. And it's, and it's hard, it's, you know, no matter what the task, big or small, getting started is sometimes the most difficult part. But, and as you said, there is always an end. So no matter how large the project seems, both of us can attest that at some point there was an end for our clients. So, you know, it, we, you, we speak from experience. We know that no matter what, how big this project is, no matter what the obstacles, there, there is always an end to, to the tidying or even cleaning process. Exactly. And finally, remember that spring cleaning is really just a moment and a reminder to reflect and refresh and prepare yourself for a new season in your life. What sparks joy for you is the most important thing. 
Whether you love the idea of doing a major deep dive into cleaning all the nooks and crannies once a year, or you are the type of person who prefers to keep things tidy and clean all year round, either option works. Kanmari is really all about living your best life and filling your days with things that bring you joy. And speaking of joy, before we leave you, we are excited to share something big. Spark Joy Podcast has hit 100,000 downloads. Yay! Yay! And we want to thank all of our listeners and um, our subscribers for following us, for listening to us, for writing reviews and giving us star ratings on iTunes, and for participating in our communities. It really has sparked so much joy for us, and we are so glad you're here. So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning, tidying questions or share stories about how Kanmari has impacted your life. You can find us at sparkjoypodcast.com and click Ask Spark Joy to leave a question or comment for a chance to be featured on next week's show. While you're there, sign up to join our Spark Joy podcast community and get notified when each episode airs. You can also join the Spark Joy podcast community on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the handle at Spark Joy Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to Spark Joy with your host, Kristen Ivey, of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago, and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. Spark Joy, the podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with KonMari Media Incorporated. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of KonMari Media Incorporated or the KonMari Consultant Community.